by the National Mining Association. The U.S. should reduce its dependence on foreign minerals to create jobs and strengthen national security, according to a survey of more than 400 manufacturing executives. Ninety-five percent say they're concerned the U.S. takes too long to approve permits for new minerals mines. On average, it takes seven to ten years, nearly five times longer than countries with similarly strict environmental regulations. That lag puts the country's manufacturers in a vulnerable position. Harry Moser of the Reshoring Initiative. Minerals are vital to a broad range of products and technologies that make U.S. companies world leaders in innovation, propel our economy, and allow our industries to compete globally. Right now, we rely on foreign countries for more than half the minerals our manufacturers need. Strengthening the domestic mineral supply chain is a great way to support the reshoring trend. The survey shows that a stable domestic supply of the minerals and metals vital to a wide range of products is a top concern for U.S. manufacturers. For more information, visit mineralsmakelife.org. Boston conservative in the cradle of liberty. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. And it is I, Chuck Morse, Monday through Friday, 10 till noon. Eastern Standard Time here at the USA Network. You're welcome to join the program. 844-439-1391 I'd like to welcome aboard my good friend Dr. Samuel L. Blumenfeld the author of Trojan, uh, the NEA Trojan Horse in American Education of course and the soon to be released Crimes of the Educators Sam thanks for joining me this afternoon well it's uh, nice to be with you and uh, a lot is happening in Washington and uh seems to be a lot of chaos. I can't quite make out what's going to happen. Of course, everybody is expecting Obama to uh, break the law and to provide amnesty for millions of people, you know, at the uh, drop of a hat, you know, the signing of his name on some piece of paper. And, of course, it's totally illegal. He does not have the the power to do this, and yet he threatens to do it. And what is the Congress going to do about it? What, what do you think? Well, Sam, it's something that's uh, expected any day now, any minute now. It could happen today. Certainly the threat is there. As you so accurately pointed out last week, um, Obama bragged about this in the State of the Union address that he was planning on doing this if Congress didn't cooperate and that the audience applauded. Uh, but I think that um, with this past election, which was a profound change, much more profound than, than I think anyone even realizes, I think it's going to affect the next generation. It's not just a political change. It's a social change. It's a cultural change. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not sure that, that that he really, in the back rooms of Washington, if he really feels that he can pull it off, if he has the cojones to pull it off. Uh, there are the, uh, the Republicans have hired Jonathan Turley. I don't know if you noticed that. He's a very good constitutional lawyer, liberal Democrat, by the way, uh-huh. to uh, 
to investigate on the side of um, the legality of Obama issuing such an executive order. He's very against it. And uh, they are drawing up alternative plans. Now, uh, if he goes forward and does it, um, I, I really don't I, I don't know what the proper response would be, Sam. I mean, I, I, I think that, um, you know, these are very dangerous weeks, this lame duck session before the Republicans are seated. Right. There's a lot of, of, of weird, nasty stuff that can happen right up to the very last minute. You know, I always think during a lame duck Somebody should write a book about lame duck congresses and 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 presidents. And that would be a great, great idea. See in. how how uh, how the government used lame duck congresses for um, uh, to see well, yeah. for doing things that they would normally not do. And uh, well, because that would there's be no quite... more accountability. Yeah. Especially if there's been a change of party. I mean, I think that it happens when there's either a change of president or a change of party. Right. Where you have people who are, they're leaving office, they only have a few more weeks to go. Uh, they have all this opportunity to get something through b before they go home. And, and it's interesting, I think of what happened here in Massachusetts on the state level. I'm sure you remember the late, great Jerry Williams. Oh, of uh, course. I remember him talking about how in the last hours of the uh, Dukakis administration in 1990 or 1989, the, uh, the the he and the uh, and the state legislators were up there at the Massachusetts State House burning the midnight oil. You know, uh -huh. you know, you get this image of this old oil lamp, you know, signing laws and signing bills uh, before they were going out of office, and the new right, Republicans right. were coming in. And uh, you know, I mean, I think of Bill Clinton in the final day of his presidency, the very morning of the inaugural right. of the new president in January. He's there signing pardons. In fact, when Bush got back to the office after the parade and uh, went into the Oval Office, he found all these pardons on the table you know, that was signed. He was, he was signing them as he was on his way to the inaugural. I mean, you know, it, it's like every last second. You know, he's like signing bills and signing pardons. And, uh, you know, these are very dangerous periods of time. It's sort of a, uh, it's a transfer of power. And in this case, this is exactly the dynamic. There's going to be a transfer of power in Washington uh, as of January 2nd, I think, the new Congress is seated. And, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at weeks where, you know, Obama could do things that could radically change. I mean, even here in Massachusetts, look at Deval Patrick, the pathetic empty suit hack. He's right. putting all these people on payrolls. So he can make sure they get nice, fat jobs with big pensions. We'll be paying for them for the rest of their lives before the new Republican governor is seated, you know, with the hope that uh, they'll, they'll all be, like, locked in and it won't be so easy for the new Republican governor to get rid of these people. We'll be stuck with those people, paying for them, feeding them, clothing them, probably for the next 30 or 40 years. Yeah. And it's all being done during this lame duck period. So... This, though, is unprecedented. If Obama signs a bill during a lame duck Congress that would basically grant amnesty to upwards of five to seven million people, I mean, I, I could get it if it's a smaller amnesty with congressional approval, like what Reagan did, what Jimmy Carter did when he pardoned the Vietnam draft dodgers. I mean, it's yeah. been done. 
it's you know i mean it's not but but it was done with congressional oversight this is just being done by an absolute fiat act and uh, it's just you know there's not much i mean i don't really have any idea what can happen if he does it i mean i don't know if the answer is impeachment um, you know, well but is it an impeachable offense it, I'm sure it probably is, um, you know. But but I mean, they won't impeach him because it would it would be too difficult and um, and probably not succeed. Well, well, no. With the new Congress, who knows? Who knows? Well, you know, you know Sam. I mean, maybe I'm putting on a, um, a a sort of a political hat here, but I think that Republicans have to be a little bit more Fabian. They have to be a little bit more tactical in right. terms of moving their agenda forward. If they overreach by doing things like impeachment or or if they, like, shut down the government and, and that kind of thing, then that's going to play right into the hands of the left. They're yeah. going to be demonized. That's what happened to Newt Gingrich. I mean, he, after the contract with America, he had all of this opportunity to move the country in the right direction, and he did do it, and he moved Clinton in the right direction, too, I'd point out. But nevertheless, he really overreached when he shut down the government. And I think that the Republicans also might have overreached when they try it, when they impeach Bill Clinton. Yeah. And these things, uh, you know what I mean? It's sort of like I would rather see the Republicans focus on maybe more mundane, more boring things like working around the edges and undermining uh, Obamacare, so eventually it falls into its own rot, and things like, uh, you know, maybe ex- with regard to the amnesty, exposing it for corruption, uh, trying to cut back on welfare, welfare reform, making sure that, uh, you know, law and order is maintained. I know that, uh, for example, in Texas, Governor, the incoming Governor Abbott has said that, um, if if Obama grants amnesty, then he's expecting a big surge of illegals to once again be crossing the Rio Grande. He's planning on deploying the national, the the state militia, the the state, yeah. uh, the state guards on the border. There are things like that that can be done that are not going to uh, go overboard in terms of impeachment. I think that, in a sense, it has to be handled skillfully and and tactically so that. We can further consolidate the conservative move in this country and further set ourselves up for for two years from now where we can endorse that move with further gains. Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting is that the senator from Louisiana tried to get the pipeline bill passed and was right. short only one vote from getting it passed and, <clears throat> of course, had it passed. Um, Obama probably would have vetoed it, but she would have well, gotten. Yeah, I mean credit. that was symbolic. Yeah, yeah, she that she would have gotten for her to for, save. You know, for uh, advocating to save the her. pipeline. <laughs> exactly, but, and to try to save herself during the special election, which it looks like she's going to be gone um, in a couple of weeks when they have this special election, because the uh, there were two Republicans who opposed her in. Um, in Louisiana, and the one that came in third has endorsed uh, the, the uh, Cassidy, who was the um, who came in like a half a point under her. The front runner. That's right. So I think that uh, what we're going to see 
is another Republican senator. That means that the Republicans will have picked up nine seats. Yes. And they will have just one seat short of a of the ability to veto uh, presidential or, or over over overrule presidential vetoes. Yeah. So uh, that that'll be a, a that'll only further strengthen the Republican hand. We won the special recount in Alaska. Um, you know, Begich will not be coming back. And uh, and this will just be one more one more piece of the puzzle falling into place um, for uh, for January. And meanwhile, you've got this guy Jonathan Gruber. I don't know if you're following this story. Oh yes, I mean um, he, he he was instrumental in helping Romney, uh, you know, get the um, yeah. Romney uh, care into place, and he was exactly, paid for but that. Exactly. interestingly. He was uh, he was instrumental in authoring large portions of Obamacare. He was paid millions of dollars by the federal government and by various state governments right. across the country. The guy's made a fortune. Apparently, yeah. he's made six million dollars on on federal and state taxpayer money, in devising and designing health care um, laws. And he's basically given uh, speeches around the country. Including to our own Emily Rooney, where he he was interviewed on uh, on her program, her PBS program, where he said that uh, he was relying upon the stupidity of the American people. He actually said that comments. on her program. Yeah, and not only did he say it, but when uh, Rush Limbaugh got a copy of the tape and began talking about it, and Rush kind of broke the story nationally. Right. He called he uh, he called Emily Rooney and he asked her if she would pull that tape. I mean basically, if they would uh, not air it. And uh, Emily Rudy, to her credit, said, forget about it. We're airing it. Uh-huh. And uh, basically what that, you know, what, what that shows to me, it, it, which is more interesting, it's kind of more of a cultural thing, that the, the arrogance and the, the smugness and the self-assurance of this left-wing uh, operative, you know, this, this kind of uh, elitist Ivy League-type guy, who just is babbling on about, oh, yes, yes, yes. You listen to his tonality. He sounds like, you know, one of these NPR for the phony British accent, you know, this kind of like, you know, it's an interesting insight into how these people live in some kind of a bubble. I mean, they really oh, yes. are out of touch with reality. Well, you know, it's this whole, uh, this whole university system that has grown up in the last half century, which has turned these yes. people into, but we'll go on, I'll talk to you. If something in this facility breaks, bends, or bursts, Granger's got our back. 20 cases of disc springs from Granger.com, new rotary encoder ordered on Granger's mobile app, a dozen splash goggles from the local Granger branch. What more could you want in life? Granger has over 1 million products for all our facilities' needs. One million. That's a one followed by six zeros, kid. Everything we need whenever we need it. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it. Today, most people are more likely to get a pay cut than a cost of living raise. But I have good news for you. 
you can build your own golden parachute. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, and I think you'll find that the three-step plan home business system is a great solution to money worries. With a three-step plan home business, you can add to your income in your spare time. Many build their businesses into a full-time income that earns more than a regular job. That's a pretty good financial backup plan, don't you think? After all these years of hearing about us, you know that we have helped a lot of people earn extra money. We could help you, too. The three-step plan home business system is better than a parachute because we'll never leave you out there hanging. We'll train you and show you how to use the telephone and email to make money from home. Don't just worry about money. Do something about it. To find out how you could start making more money working from home, go to... 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. Your Buick certified service technicians would like you to think about something. And no, it has nothing to do with oil levels or brake pads or tire wear. They'd like you to think about the view from the window of the bed and breakfast you'll be visiting this weekend or the crust on the beef wellington you plan to make at your cooking class tomorrow. As the experts in Buick maintenance, they'd like you to think about the lyrics of the new song you just discovered on your drive to work or the sunset you plan to enjoy on the ride home. The Buick certified service experts would like you to think about anything but the maintenance of your Buick. That's their job. If you don't know worry-free service, you don't know Buick certified service. And now, experience it for yourself. Get a 5-quart Dexo synthetic blend oil change, 4-tire rotation, and 27-point inspection for $39.95 or less. Excludes full synthetic oil. Tire balancing tax and more than 5 quarts of oil extra. Most V6 and V8 engines and other select vehicles require more than 5 quarts of oil. Visit BuickCertifiedService.com for details and to find a participating dealer. This report is brought to you by the National Mining Association. The U.S. should reduce its dependence on foreign minerals to create jobs and strengthen national security, according to a survey of more than 400 manufacturing executives. Ninety-five percent say they're concerned the U.S. takes too long to approve permits for new minerals mines. On average, it takes seven to ten years, nearly five times longer than countries with similarly strict environmental regulations. That lag puts the country's manufacturers in a vulnerable position. Harry Moser of the Reshoring Initiative. Minerals are vital to a broad range of products and technologies that make U.S. companies world leaders in innovation, propel our economy, and allow our industries to compete globally. Right now, we rely on foreign countries for more than half the minerals our manufacturers need. Strengthening the domestic mineral supply chain is a great way to support the reshoring trend. The survey shows that a stable domestic supply of the minerals and metals vital to a wide range of products is a top concern for U.S. manufacturers. For more information, visit mineralsmakelife.org. With a Sam's Club membership, you get incredible savings every time you shop. This Thanksgiving, let Sam's Club help you whip up a delicious feast for less. Come in for mouth-watering fresh turkey, just 99 cents a pound, and 35 cluster-baked dinner rolls, just $3.98. Finish off your meal with velvety smooth 12-inch Daily Chef pumpkin pie for only $6.98. That's the recipe for a memorable Thanksgiving meal. Join and save Sam's Club. Life is better when you're in the club. See club for details. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much, Sam Blumenfeld's my guest. Crimes of the Educators, soon to be uh, released by WorldNet Daily, I believe in uh, March or April of, of, of next year. Right. Sam, uh, we're, talking, we're talking about uh, this uh, snotty college professor who has inadvertently yeah. blown the whistle on the fraud of Obamacare. Right. But, you know, and, and also doing the research on Common Core 
and what's going on in education, you could see that the universities are creating this army of uh, masters and and um, uh, doctors of education, doctors of this, doctors of that, and you've got these people who con- who consider themselves to be the masters, not the servants. When they get into government, they don't consider themselves to be the servants of the people. They consider themselves to be the masters. And that's the, that's the yes. problem with Gruber. He doesn't act like a, a, a servant of the people, or, you know, watching out for their interests. He's trying to fool the people. He's trying to, um, uh, he's lying and he's, he's putting, he's helping to pass a bill which is going to soak the people. And and so that's what we've got now coming out of the universities, these arrogant know-it-alls uh, who have put together, for example, the Common Core, which is really probably the most ill... that Their curriculum, their reading curriculum, for example, is the most ill-conceived, nonsensical uh, uh, program that ever concocted by a bunch of uh, masters of education, uh, you know, a committee. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting. This country became the most literate nation on earth by simply one little book by Noah Webster, the blueback speller, yes. and uh, imitations of it. One little book, and here we have this committee of all of these masters and doctors of education who concoct something that is so ridiculous that no one can learn to read. No wonder the the uh, scores are now even lower than they've ever been, the reading scores. Nobody can possibly learn to read with, what, with the way they've put together this program. And and they're, they're paid yeah, no, millions so, yeah. for it also. That's what makes it so well, ridiculous. They're, they're, they're feathering their own nest because they know that uh, by implementing this program that will deliberately uh, handicap young people then oh, well, of, of course I mean that's that part of the, that's part yeah. of the plan is to create as exactly. many point you is know reading not, disabled not students only, because then they can create an army of specialists uh, who are going to remediate these people and of course using the right. wrong they're, methods. They're feathering their own nest. Absolutely. They're feathering their own nests, and they're also advancing the cause of a, uh, a crippling of America's ability to advance and achieve so that we could become a province in a new world order. Exactly. Uh, so the, uh, and the thing that's so, in a sense, delicious about the whole business of this Gruber guy is, and, and I hope that we can use this, that being we being conservatives, in the proper way, is that it opens up this enormous moment of learning. It is very instructive because it exposes, and he has exposed inadvertently, and for that we should thank him, he has exposed the corruption, the, 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 the twisted minds of these arrogant people who do feel like they're our masters, that he would actually be boasting or, or speaking very nonchalantly and, and matter-of-factly about engaging in a massive fraud that he personally would see nothing wrong with that and even says so. You should hear the tape. He's like, oh, it's perfectly justified because we need Obamacare. 
and and that it's just this it's it's a fantastic insight into how so many of these things work at a high level it has come at the perfect time you know it, just as the republicans are about to be seated in congress just as obamacare is about to be more scrutinized and then of course it exposed obama again for the complete liar that he is because when he was asked about it he basically denied ever hearing of Gruber. He says, oh, I don't know anything about this. This is some small aide who had nothing to do with this this uh, this legislation. Nancy Pelosi made the same lie when asked. But it turns out, according to one smart reporter who actually did his job, who took a look at the White House logs, that Gruber had visited the White House 27 times, and several of those times included personal visits, to the private quarters of the White House. Wow. So Obama obviously has been caught in a lie again. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Obama is a, um, a congenital liar, and and he got into his the, his position by stealth, you know, using the Alinsky technique, and uh, and so it's expected that he yeah, would lie at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Americans are losing weight and feeling better with the 10 Tuna Chew weight loss system from ilikehowilook.com. Here is U.S. Army Sergeant Dave Myers. Since I started taking the Nuvina probably, I want to say 60, 65 days ago, I have lost over 12 pounds. I have a long military career, and it has caused some issues with my knees and my ankles over the years, and I have become accustomed to just being in pain with one of those areas. I can only attribute the way I feel to the Nuvina because that's the only thing that's changed in my diet, and I am absolutely pain-free in knees and ankles, and it just feels great to be able to get out and run around and move pain-free again. The Nufina Collagen Protein Shake is part of the 10 2 in a Chew weight loss system from ilikehowilook.com. Collagen feeds the joints, hair, and skin. This could help you lose weight, feel better, and look younger. Watch the video on ilikehowilook.com and get the full story. They even offer free samples. Go to ilikehowilook.com. Are you one of the millions that owe back taxes? Has the IRS threatened to levy your bank accounts and garnish your wages? If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS, call Tax Resolution Specialists at 888-886-1761. Our tax attorneys and former IRS agents will help you solve your personal or business tax problems. Tax Resolution Specialists will stop wage garnishments, protect your bank accounts, file your old tax returns, and get you the best tax settlement possible. The Fresh Start Tax Forgiveness Initiative is now being offered by the IRS, the biggest break ever seen for taxpayers. Our experts at Tax Resolution Specialists know the ins and outs of the IRS and will fight on your behalf. My paycheck was being garnished and a lien was placed on my house. Tax Resolution Specialists got the paycheck garnishment and the tax lien on my house released. But most amazing was my taxes were reduced by 95%. So call Tax Resolution Specialists 888-886-1761. Call 888-886-1761. That's 888-886-1761. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Thanks so much. We're back. Sam Blumenfeld my guest. Sam, the, uh, a- as we were saying, this Gruber gate, as uh, Emily Rooney so aptly called it, is, um, is an opportunity to learn the inner workings of uh, this uh, elitist, non-elected, unaccountable, 
arrogant establishment and their their sense of uh, noblesse oblige. You know, I don't know if you notice this, but Jeb Bush is speaking at an education conference uh, this week, and he's uh, promoting Common Core. Oh yeah, well he's that's been part of his uh, program. Uh, you know, they had their last meeting here in Boston, and I attended that and wrote an article about it for um, for the New American. And, uh, yeah, they're all for the Common Core. Uh, but Jeb Bush is using this this platform that he's created for himself on education as really a means of um, getting the nomination for the presidency. In, in fact, sure. his brother, George, uh, is encouraging him to uh, go for the presidency. But, you know, when uh, Grover Norquist was here, and I uh, asked him who did he think was going to get the nomination. Uh, he mentioned a whole lot of names, including Jeb Bush. And when he said Jeb Bush, I said, we've had enough of the Bushes. You know, the Bushes mm-hmm. have their own their own brand of republicanism. You know, a, yeah. a bit of conservatism, but mainly the, um, the dialectical of the, the Hegelian dialectic of the uh, skull and bones crowd. And and that's why um, his father, uh, George Bush, the elder, uh, his father was able to renege on his no new taxes, read my lips, no new taxes, and actually state, you know, he's going to raise taxes. And he wasn't apologetic about it. He said he just have yep. to do it in order to move things forward it's very interesting this terminology of moving things forward that's very dialectical because that's what the dialect is supposed dialect is supposed to do is move things forward toward the end the end goal which is world government but it's very unlikely that there will ever be a world government we you've got such such diversities. You'll never get the the uh, Islamic nations into a world government, and you'll never get Israel into a world government. You know, they're not going to give up their sovereignty, and uh, nations are going to cling to their sovereignty no matter what. And so that's an an illusion. This world government idea is one of these utopian uh, illusions that that many people have, you know, who are, you might say, mentally deranged. And um, they talk about it, but of course it can never take place. (coughs) Just as um, we can never have the utopia that John Dewey and his progressives uh, decided to um, use the schools to promote. You know their their idea of utopia is so vague. Of course, it comes out that it comes out as pure unadulterated communism. And here we have, for the first time in American history, a communist in the White House. There's no doubt in my mind that Obama is a committed communist. He's not. Uh, he what he wants, he'd like to make America into a gigantic Cuba or another Venezuela, 
because everything he does leads to that. But of course, he can't succeed because America is not Cuba and America is not the, not Russia and it isn't um, Venezuela. We have a, a heritage of freedom which is impossible to completely destroy. Okay, Sam, we'll be right back. Well stated. A Truth Talk defender, Chuck Morse is someone you really do want to know. Chuck hosts the radio talk show Chuck Morse Speaks, which is nationally syndicated. He's the author of books and numerous columns that have been published broadly. Chuck received the 2003 Communicator of the Year Award and was named a heavy 100 radio talk host by Talkers Magazine. When Chuck Morse Speaks, people listen. The taking possession of this tiny holy land so that the, the Jew can serve God, not conquer the world. To hear Chuck live, go to irnusaradio.com. To hear Chuck with Deborah Ray on Truth Talk Beyond the Soundbite, visit the On Demand page at deborahray.us. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Piece of chocolate cake called you into the kitchen? Has the Dairy Queen sign ever forced your car into the drive through lane? Have you ever had a bag of chips dive off the counter right into your hands? Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, speaking for the ILikeHowILook.com website. Chances are, at some time in your day, you have been and will continue to be the victim of cravings. I like how I look.com website realizes that you can't hide in your closet all day just to avoid snack attacks. That's why they recommend the 10 2 in a Chew weight loss system. 10 2 in a Chew offers powerful natural appetite suppressants to put cravings on the run. To see a video explaining how it works, just go to I like how I look.com. They will send you a free sample. Most people notice a difference the very first day. It's much easier to lose weight without those sneaky cravings, so watch the video at ilikehowilook.com. That's ilikehowilook.com. Author, journalist, and American patriot, this is Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much. We are back. Sam, what is this enduring... Um, agenda to create a world government i mean it goes back to um you know the torah it goes back to nimrod who tried to create a world government by building a tower 
that would reach the heavens where he could control all of the world and God. And God oh, responded by throwing the tower down, the Tower of Babel, and creating all of the different languages so that uh, essentially establishing sovereign nations. Yeah. And yet every generation has seen a movement to create this world government, and it's never all it's caused is is unbelievable levels of destruction and death and loss of freedom and disease and poverty and pain and violence and, and it's unleashed all of the evil forces that exist in nature but it's it's ultimately emphasized all of them and it's brought out the darker side of our own natures why does it endure well you know it endures because it's a it's a nice idea and we have that uh, streak in us. You know, John Calvin said that man was uh, innately depraved because of uh, of the, uh, his original sin in the garden. And you look at the, the this uh, movement for a caliphate. Now, that's one for world government. They want the entire Absolutely. world to be ruled by uh, Islam. And, of course, that's also that's right. one of these impossible dreams but you can see how much destruction uh, has gone with this dream. I mean, these are not idle, you know, uh, nice little dreams that people have and and uh, talk about. They actually put into action the most cruel and brutal uh, undertakings in the name of this uh, dream. The, you know, the caliphate is a dream, well, Sam, you know, just as world government is a dream. Do- and uh, yeah, but and it's more fundamentally very... to it. Pardon? I mean, why do they think it's? Why do they think that this is a nice idea? Why do they think this is a dream? I mean, what are they talking about? The idea of what's wrong with the idea of sovereign nation states uh, with uh, powers delineated to to individuals under God? You know, what's wrong with individual sovereignty? What's wrong with competition? What's There's wrong nothing with wrong with it. That's that different. That's the the same way. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much, Sam Blumenfeld's my guest. Sam, we're talking about uh, this uh, bizarre impulse amongst usually very powerful people to control the world, to control others, uh, it's a it's a conspiracy by all means because it's done in secret, and it's been going on since time immemorial. But it's still with us. 
You're yes. right. The caliphate is absolutely a part of that. Right. But, you know, the interesting thing is uh, I've come to the conclusion that freedom without biblical religion leads to insanity. And what I mean by insanity is what the dictionary defines it as, mental derangement, unsoundness of mind, incapable of normal rational conduct or judgment, great folly, extreme senselessness. All of that can be applied to uh, Obama, you know. Absolutely. This guy guy is... uh, is, uh, of unsoundness of mind. You know, he's incapable of normal, rational uh, conduct or judgment. All of those who who pushed uh, Obamacare uh, uh, were incapable of normal, rational conduct or judgment. Uh, so you're dealing with well, a, thought... a form of insanity which is not recognized as such. But you know, it, it was... Uh, Sam, the only... Yeah, what's his name? Strange, the uh, commentator, Michael Strange. He has said that liberalism uh, no. is a form of insanity, and he's right. Michael Savage. Oh, Michael. Yeah, Savage. you know, Sam. The only the only problem I have with that is that I feel that by saying that these people are insane, we're basically taking the responsibility for what they're doing away from them. We're saying that they're not able to function rationally. And I would argue that they are quite sane, that they're quite rational, they're fully witting, they're fully conscious, they are participants in a conspiracy toward the creation of an international order with themselves in control. Right, right. Um, you know, that that they're not insane. They know what they're doing. They know right and wrong. They, they have twisted values, absolutely. They have a warped sense of reality in that they're, they're not in touch with real people, there are often people who are well-to-do. These are the top one percenters, as the Wall Street, uh, you know, Occupy Wall Street movement called them, uh, who are basically, you know, their life is adrift. They usually are atheists. They don't have a sense of purpose in this world, and they're looking for something to do. They're looking for something to fill the void that is their lives. Right. I know I'm stereotyping here, but that's the typical. This is like the, the, the Jonathan Grubers of the world. This is the Dean Achesons of the world. Yeah, this is the, uh, you know, uh, you know the uh, Edward Mandel houses of the world. People who, you know, they they they've never really had to do a day's work, and they're looking to meddle into the affairs of others because they think that they have this warped sense that they can help other people based on some sort of a, a noblesse oblige that gives them the right to meddle into the affairs of others and control people. Yeah, they want to govern others. Uh, and, exactly. and that's their sickness. Well, of course, it's, it's a matter of semantics. But the reason why I came up sure. with that formulation, that um, freedom without biblical religion leads to insanity, is that I consider all of that as, you know, people who want to create uh, uh, such such incredible destruction. I mean, when you take a man like Pol Pot, who destroyed one-third of the population in Cambodia, well, do you think that he was acting, uh, you know, rationally? Do you think that it's rational? I think that he, 
it's not a matter of being rational. I think that he genuinely believed that he was improving uh, the world by eliminating those he saw as um, as politically incorrect. Same thing yeah, with but Lenin. what, what, what is Hitler. the reality? Did he improve the world? Of course not. But but he uh, he was so going forward words, believing. He's, 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 he's not being realistic. He's trying. Well, look, they the Nazis hate reality. Had, uh, These people. Well, yeah, hate but Sam, reality. the Nazis believed. The Nazis and Lenin believed that they were operating morally when they committed their crimes, because they believed that they were removing. You know, you have to realize these people are radical atheists who believe that man is nothing more than a bag of bones, right? And that they were removing people who stood in as obstacles toward their demented view of progress. I mean, look, I agree that I suppose you could say the whole thing is insane, sure, because it's not based upon a real and natural reckoning of what you what's best for human nature. But uh, but they're fully conscious. They're fully functioning. They've always been. They always will be. It's never going to go away. There's always going to be this tendency. And the best thing we can do as citizens is to expose it and to try to and, strengthen and institutions it. of freedom that would oppose that. Yeah, exactly. All right, we'll be right back. Kid, if something in this facility breaks, bends, or bursts, Granger's got our back. 20 cases of disc springs from Granger.com. New rotary encoder ordered on Granger's mobile app. A dozen splash goggles from the local Granger branch. What more could you want in life? Granger has over 1 million products for all our facilities' needs. 1 million. That's a 1 followed by six zeros, kid. Everything we need whenever we need it. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it. Did you know up to one in five Americans will get the flu this year because less than half of us get vaccinated? You didn't know? That's okay. We do. Rite Aid has certified immunizing pharmacists at the ready to discuss your risks, answer your questions, and shield you from what you don't know. So get your flu shot, no appointment necessary, at Rite Aid today. With us, it's personal. Flu vaccines available while supplies last. Age restrictions apply in some states. See pharmacists for details. Chuck Morse speaks. Thanks so much. We're back. Sam Blumenfeld's my guest. Um, Sam, we have um, Margot Weinstein coming on from um, Americans for Peace and Tolerance, who is talking about the um, the Islamic agenda in Newton Public Schools. I mean, she's exposing something that's going on over there in our neighboring town of Newton, which I think is a microcosm of what's going on in many liberal school systems nationally. Now, Sam, now take has this, this been opportunity in the newspaper? Has yes, been... and uh, it's been around for a while, and uh, it's a very bone-chilling story, and uh, it's it's ugly. It's you know this kind of Islamic methods uh, teaching in Newton schools. You know, it's uh, it's it's viciously anti-Israel, which I would argue makes it anti-Semitic. And this is in a community with a large number of Jews who have no problem with that. It's very interesting. Anyway, Sam, where can people read your articles? Well, I've been writing for the New American Online, and I've, I've written um, five articles so far that uh, your listeners might be interested in reading, all on education. And the latest one is on uh, New York City's uh, 
educational woes and how they're um, you know implementing a common core and how it's really going to destroy whatever whatever we call education it really is a horrible situation and it's probably going to get a lot worse before the people there get decide that 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 common core is really a, a crock and they have to get rid of it but yes. but in the meanwhile the children will suffer the children won't learn they will be destroyed and uh, their brains will be uh, impaired and uh, the city will not be able to do a thing about it just as in california they had the whole language program there which created more illiteracy than they ever expected and of course they can't undo the damage that they that they did even though they admit that they were wrong the educators now admit that they were wrong but they can't undo the damage and that's the same thing in that's new york that's right city. and how, how, how many people are going to suffer before we finally learn Sam right. Blumenfeld, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Take care. Bye. George Bush and Barack Obama have been in Washington trying to legislate an economy. I've been all over America working to improve the economy one family at a time with the three-step plan home business system. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. Thousands of enterprising Americans have changed their own financial futures by starting a business from their kitchen table. Most began part-time using their personal computers, telephones, and a belief in the American dream to carve out a stable business in a stormy business climate. They are housewives, truck drivers, downsized executives, health professionals, and even a lawyer or two. You could earn extra money or even replace your job. Technology advances have made this simpler and more efficient. So don't wait another 10 years. Check out the three-step plan. Go to 3stepusa.com. That's 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. 800-480-2102. Floyd Wilson, who after years of struggling with being overweight, has had his jaws wired shut to force him to eat less. Floyd, how is it going? Oh. It looks like that's uncomfortable. Uh -huh. Certainly I can see how that could help you lose weight, Floyd, but isn't it a bit extreme? Uh -huh. You could have just ordered the 10 2 and a Chew weight loss system from ilikehowilook.com website, and all you would have had to do to lose weight is take a small capsule at 10 a.m., one at 2 p.m. They will curb your appetite and help you burn more calories. Then any time you felt a need for a snack, just eat one of their great-tasting collagen protein candy chews. <laughs> you can learn all about it on ilikehowilook.com. They'll even send you free samples. Floyd, what are you doing with those wire cutters? Shouldn't you let a doctor do that? <laughs> Go to ilikehowilook.com and check out the world's easiest weight loss system. Ask for free samples. That's ilikehowilook.com. Boston conservative in the cradle of liberty. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Thank you very much. We are back here at Chuck Moore Speaks, Monday through Friday, 10 till noon at the USA Network. You're welcome to join us, 844-439-1391. 
844-439-1391. We're joined by Charles Jacobs. He's the head of the Americans for Peace and Tolerance. And also Margot Einstein is here. She is on the board of directors of the organization Christians and Jews United for Israel. Let me start with you, Charles. There is an agenda afoot in the Newton, Massachusetts public schools. Newton being a liberal community with a fairly large Jewish population, I may point out, that is introducing a viciously anti-Israel element to it, one that I would argue is anti-Semitic. And a lot of the... uh, the liberal Jews of Newton, they don't seem to mind at all. Charles, why don't you give us some background with regard to what's going on in Newton? Sure. Well, first of all, this is a dot in the pattern, because what we're seeing across the country is that the very same poison that's on the college campuses that is fermented by the professoriate uh, abusing its podia um, and uh, instilling in uh, the future leaders of America a view of the Middle East which is uh, pro-Arabist, uh, pro-Islamic, and anti-Western uh, civilization and anti-Israel. That, uh, th- that same problem has now been seeping into the public schools across the country. And while the Jewish community has been for 10 or 15 years somewhat awakened to the campus problem, it, it, it's in general ignorant about the high school problem. So what's happened is that there are people who are very interested in influencing public school curricula. And um, there's a variety of Arab and Islamist and Saudi-funded uh, efforts to, uh, to, 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 uh, to mold and shape the, uh, the kinds of learnings that uh, American students have. And, it, and it's broader than Israel, of course. It's anti-Western. It's kind of, uh, you know it, um, it's political correctness uh, now in a curriculum. So if you, if you believe all of the things that the politically correct uh, axioms uh, have, have stated, that there are no real truths, that they're just a matter of narratives, that uh, all cultures are equal, uh, why, and, and that our job is to uh, weaken the strong and strengthen the weak, and of course that will lead to peace. Um, that then America is going to turn out badly. The West is going to turn out badly. But most, uh, in the most strident way, in the most focused way, Israel is going to be turned out bad, badly. And that's exactly what's happened in the Newton Public Schools. Uh, the first thing that came to our attention, I think it was Margot Einstein who brought it to my attention, uh, a girl comes home from class and asks her dad, uh, is it really true that Jewish people are killing Arab women in uh, Israeli jail. What, he says. He runs down to the principal and, uh, and the school, uh, and nobody wants to talk to him. And, and that's, you know, well, that's their narrative. That's, the, you know, that's one point of view. Well, is it true? Well, that's their point of view. It turns out that this uh, lesson plan, uh, and this the statement comes from a book called The Arab World Studies Notebook, which is a Saudi-funded, uh, anti-Semitic, anti-Israel thing that has been uh, described as such by very very liberal uh, Jewish organizations like the American Jewish Committee, etc. And so Margot and uh, I and others started to go to school committee meetings and we started to ask them, uh, uh, show us what else you've got. And, um, you know, we don't think that you're anti-Semitic. 
but we think you let one slip by you, and who knows what else has been slipping by you. Well, we got zero cooperation. We got cold names, Islamophobes, uh, you know, bigots, uh, extremists, uh, alarmists, etc. And after two years of pestering them, they finally uh, took that one piece out of the curriculum. Not because, and, and what they said, I mean, this is the giveaway, um, it's, it's, uh, it's old. It's no longer uh, useful, this piece, that the Jews kill Arab women in jails. And we said, you mean the Jews no longer do it? Is that what you mean? <laughs> um, and, and, and we asked them, well, go back and tell those students that it wasn't true. Because you've got how many, we don't know how many students thinking that Jewish people are pretty terrible in Israel. Um, no, we wouldn't do that. And we won't say, uh, look, we found something out bad. Maybe other principals and other cities should take a look here. We won't do any of that. And then we said, well, why don't you put all the curriculum that you've got online? Because we were getting bits and pieces from students and, uh, and we've got an entire uh, presentation about how how awful uh, these things uh, are. I could give you ten more examples. Um, but the school committee, um, you know, just went stone cold, stonewalled us, and uh, we tried to do a Freedom of Information Act. It was halfway successful. We got some things. We didn't get all things. And now the story is that Judicial Watch comes in, uh, and they're a really powerful legal group, and Judicial Watch has sent them, uh, you know, a lawyer, a letter that if I got, uh, I wouldn't sleep all night. I mean, they're very, very good at, uh, you know, wresting from government hands documents that the government bureaucrats don't want to be let public. So that's kind of the, the big picture. You know, I might have been talking to myself. How is this happening in a city like Newton, which has a pretty substantial Jewish population? Uh, are the parents of these children uh, not getting these reports? Are they not taking action with their local uh, school board and their city council and their mayor? I mean, you know, you have to go through a Freedom of Information Act to find out what's going on in the schools. Well, why not? Why not have a you know ask students to bring it on home? And, and let's publish it, and let's, let's, let's identify and name the people that are involved in promoting this propaganda, this Jew-hating propaganda. Well, that's what you'd think, especially, as you say, it's a Jewish community. But it's not so simple. First of all, aside from that egregious uh, example that I gave about the uh, Jews killing out of women in jails, the other things that they're uh, teaching aren't too much different than what you would read in the Boston Globe. Um, you know, see. so for example, uh, they want to teach the conflict exclusively uh, with one understanding, and that is that it is a conflict over borders, not a conflict over religion or civilization, and it's certainly not because the Arabs won't permit there to be a Jewish state in the Middle East, which more and more of us are coming to see that's the only thing that it's about. Um, and so what they did was they presented the students with a version of the Hamas charter, which in its actuality calls for the 
killing of every Jew on the planet. But the version that the students in Newton study doesn't have any of that in it. In fact, it was twisted out of it. And instead of uh, talking about Jews, it talked about Zionists to make it look like the only reason the Arabs are angry at the Jews is because the Jewish Zionists did bad things to them, which is not at all the case. Um, so, but if you really, if you don't know this, and most people are fairly ignorant, I mean, they're only high school kids, um, and you read the Boston right. Globe every day, I mean, it's not going to be so shocking to you, although a little. Now you have the other factor, which is that school kids want to get good grades, right? And parents of oh, yeah, schools. And no, no, no. And this is very important. And parents of uh, high school kids want their students to go to the best colleges because, after all, that's the culture we live in, right? These are all uh, uh, designer sure. children. So they keep the nose have to go to, If yeah. you don't get into you know, one of the top 15 schools, you know, I failed in, in, in my life's effort as a parent. So it, they, they feel it's kind of risky. And yeah, yeah, they want to keep their nose clean. They tell the children to just keep their heads low and get through it so they can get a good grade, and there's a threat involved. And, and you're quite right. The Boston Globe sends love letters after the uh, marathon bombers to, uh, to a mosque that was founded by a Hamas offshoot. Uh, you know, it doesn't report the fact that the, the radicals in Boston – uh, are now uh, one, two of which are now very high level in ISIS. Um, none of this is reported by the Boston Globe. So the uh, the cover well, up by the Globe, along with these, if I can interrupt for a second, um, uh, on exactly that point, on exactly that point, we have been studying the Boston Mosque situation uh, for about ten years, and uh, we were sued by the mosque. You may know the case. Um, and because of that suit, we got uh, 41 boxes of discovery material, and we are now, because of Ilya Fair-Pistoff, my research director, uh, the experts about who is who and what is what in all of this, we wangled a meeting with the Boston Globe's spotlight team. Eight editors sat around a table with us for over almost two hours, and we showed them on PowerPoint slides, checks coming in from known terrorist organizations to the mosque, checks going from the mosque to people connected with terror. We showed them that the, uh, the, uh, some of the people on the board of Joseph, Yusuf Karadawis on the board of the mosque is the is spiritual head of the Muslim Brotherhood. We showed them and showed them and showed them and showed them, and it just doesn't fit their narrative which is that all culture, as I said before, all cultures are equal. There really is uh, nothing wrong with any part of uh, Islamic culture whatsoever. Um, if you even think that thought, it's a thought crime. Um, so the Boston Globe, you know, they have covered up what they know, and they know now because we gave them the documents. I mean, we know what we gave them. We left them the PowerPoint. Um, they've covered it up, and, and if anybody uh, is at fault... Oh, absolutely. And so, it's so, become quite so fashionable is, to say things like that we're not going to criticize Sharia because we don't want to criticize someone else's religion, and that Sharia is the moral equivalence of, of halakha or of canon law in the Catholic Church. 
these are bizarre and false ideas that come from ignorance more than venality. People just don't know. They don't know what Sharia is because you've got the major media outlets in Boston and nationally will not expose it. They will not discuss what's going on. To bring this back a little bit to the schools. Um, Thank you, Margo. Um, you're right. And, 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 and Dr. Jacobs is right. Um, there's a vindictiveness, uh, a maliciousness against any student speaking up, speaking out for what might be um, the truth of the matter, so that the students are not only afraid for their grades, they're afraid for the uh, uh, anger of, of, of the teacher. So we brought this to um, Dr. William Saxton of Citizens for National Security, and he is now working with Judicial Watch, which has dropped the bombshell on the Newton schools, on the superintendent of schools, Dr. David Fleischman, because we've been working on this for two for two years. Very good. We got a, we got a brief commercial here. Sit tight. We'll be right back. You're listening to the USA Network. While Bill Clinton, George Bush, and Barack Obama have been in Washington trying to legislate an economy, I've been all over America working to improve the economy one family at a time with the three-step plan home business system. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. Thousands of enterprising Americans have changed their own financial futures by starting a business from their kitchen table. Most began part-time using their personal computers, telephones, and a belief in the American dream to carve out a stable business in a stormy business climate. They are housewives, truck drivers, downsized executives, health professionals, and even a lawyer or two. You could earn extra money or even replace your job. Technology advances have made this simpler and more efficient. So don't wait another 10 years. Check out the three-step plan. Go to 3stepusa.com. That's 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. 800-480-2102. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. When our daughter Emma was born, we took a look at our credit card debt. It was not a good situation. We had been running up balances for quite some time, and it became a crisis. Finally, my wife Vicki said, call Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-793-8752 to talk to a certified counselor. We called them, they contacted all of our creditors, they stopped the collections calls, they got the interest reduced, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your bills, stop collections calls, wipe out late fees, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. We are now completely debt-free, and we will never be in the spot we were again thanks to trinity if your debt has you down call trinity at 1-800-793-8752 my name is john i'm vicky and i'm emma and, and we're, we're debt free for keeps that's 1-800-793-8752 this report is brought to you by the national mining association the u.s should reduce its dependence on foreign minerals to create jobs and strengthen national security according to a survey of more than 400 manufacturing executives 95 percent say they're concerned the u.s takes too long to approve permits for new minerals mines on average it takes seven to ten years nearly five times longer than countries with similarly strict environmental regulations that lag puts the country's manufacturers in a vulnerable position harry moser of the reshoring initiative 
Minerals are vital to a broad range of products and technologies that make U.S. companies world leaders in innovation, propel our economy, and allow our industries to compete globally. Right now, we rely on foreign countries for more than half the minerals our manufacturers need. Strengthening the domestic mineral supply chain is a great way to support the reshoring trend. The survey shows that a stable domestic supply of the minerals and metals vital to a wide range of products is a top concern for U.S. manufacturers. For more information, visit mineralsmakelife.org. Every minute, a woman dies from heart disease, and heart disease kills more women in the U.S. than all cancers combined. New survey data shows that an alarming 45% of women don't know it's their number one killer, and few women can name a woman with heart disease. Barbara Streisand and Ronald O. Perlman have announced a new campaign to fight the lady killer, a campaign of the Women's Heart Alliance. Here's Dr. Holly Anderson, medical advisor to the Alliance. Lack of awareness, communication, and personalization of women's heart disease is a deadly combination. This campaign will encourage all women and those who love them to start talking and taking action against this killer. The Fight the Lady Killer campaign encourages women to talk to their health care providers and empower them with a single meaningful action they can take. Hashtag Get Heart Checked. The Women's Heart Alliance has also teamed up with Academy and Grammy Award winner Jennifer Hudson for a powerful PSA to highlight the dangers of heart disease in women. For more information and to view the PSA, please visit fighttheladykiller.org. I'm Steve Anwart reporting. Taking back America one listener at a time, Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. We're joined by Charles Jacobs, Americans for Peace and Tolerance. Margot Einstein's here from Christians and Jews United for Israel. We're talking specifically about uh, the uh, the city of Newton school system and their anti-Semitic, anti-Israel propaganda, how it seeped into a predominantly Jewish and liberal community as a microcosm for probably what's going on in communities across the United States. Uh, this is a situation by which... Uh, you know, our young high school students have been silenced because of fear of retribution by the school. Uh, we ha- I had the opportunity recently to interview Daniel Mail, who is a student at Brandeis, a Jewish college, theoretically. And, uh, and he has led an effort there that has made major waves in that school and that has struck at the conscience of the administration and others in his exposure of radical professors and radical agendas that are anti-Israel right at the heart of a major Jewish institution. Is there any way that we can organize something similar or, or have a couple of high school students step forward who would be willing to stick their necks out in Newton and elsewhere? We're going to try that, Chuck, but could I just before the time flies give you the um, website of um Citizens for National Security, www.cfns.us, and opennewtonschools.org, which has the um, Mm -hmm. three-page Freedom of Information Act uh, against the Newton schools, uh, asking for information, and also uh, cjui.org Facebook which has okay. more information. Um, people can get the story there. And also Dr. Saxton is happy to talk with people. His number is 561-483-6430. 561-483-6430. Wonderful. 
800-646-6430. We'd love to have any help we can get from young people. Uh, it's a great idea, Chuck. Well, you know, first of all, I'd like to interview Dr. Saxton, but I also uh, would like to interview someone from the other side, someone from Newton Schools who wants to defend the uh, the Arab, uh, you know, world studies uh, agenda. Uh, is there anybody that I should reach out to over in that side of the fence? Well, you should. Um, you should I reach know, out I'd, I'd to like the to. superintendent. You should reach out to the superintendent of schools, uh, David Fleischman, or Matt Hill. That would Hill. be great. Matt yes. Hills is uh, the, the, the the chair of the board, the co-chair of the board of the uh, school committee, and he Matt he's the one who gave us uh, the most problem. I'd love That's to see what they, they won't answer David us. Fleischman. We go there and they and we ask them these questions, and they just sit there and they don't have to answer us, so they don't answer us. But um, that'd be great. Well, I'm going to call. I'm going to call them, and I'm going to tell them that you've been on the program, and that we're getting national attention here. This is a syndicated program. And I'd like to, uh, in fairness, give them an opportunity to come on and have their chance to uh, to respond to these uh, to this issue. I that don't know. A very, do sim- a very simple thing is to ask them something that you know. I, it's hard to understand why anybody would be against transparency. You know, you've got school systems like Acton, which doesn't have the budget of a Newton school, mm-hmm. and I, 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 if I'm not mistaken, it's Acton. Um, and, and several others that just simply put their curriculum online so everybody could see it. What's what's the problem? It's Why legal. Are you, you have it? to do it. It's illegal mm-hmm. not to do it. To be opaque is illegal, and uh, we're a country of laws, not a country of fiat by school systems that have been remiss in, in, in giving us this information. You, you think so. I mean, after all, the taxpayers are paying for That's right. the education. They're paying the salaries of these people. It's on their you know, own uh, website you know. that, it has, that they have to be, uh, that their material has to be uh, uh, clear to, to anybody that asks. It's on their own website. And, and this you. sort of thing is still going on in Newton, then, I gather. Oh, it's, it's ongoing. We've been working on it for two years. And now today is the last day of the 10 days that the uh, Freedom of Information Act was delivered to them. Um, So it'll be interesting to see what they do today, because this is it. The 10 days are up. And this Judicial Watch really means business. They they don't kid around. They're very good. Yeah, I've interviewed them many times. Listen, uh, again, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. Charles, always a pleasure. Uh, talking with you. Please stay in touch with regard to any developments. I'd like to continue covering this issue and continuing to uh, promote it in any way I can. Margot Einstein, uh, what's happening over at the uh, Christians and Jews United for Israel? We're working on this. The whole organization is this is a grassroots thing. And uh, we're going to have a uh, uh, June 7th, a, a Jerusalem Day celebration and parade right in the middle of Newton Center. Everybody should come and celebrate. Wonderful. Thank you, Chuck. Yeah, we'll talk before then. You've been on your program. Thank you. Dies from heart disease, and heart disease kills more women in the U.S. than all cancers combined. New survey data shows that an alarming 45% of women don't know it's their number one killer. And few women can name a woman with heart disease. Barbara Streisand and Ronald O. Perlman have announced a new campaign to fight the lady killer. 
a campaign of the Women's Heart Alliance. Here's Dr. Holly Anderson, medical advisor to the Alliance. Lack of awareness, communication, and personalization of women's heart disease is a deadly combination. This campaign will encourage all women and those who love them to start talking and taking action against this killer. The Fight the Lady Killer campaign encourages women to talk to their health care providers and empower them with a single meaningful action they can take. Hashtag get heart checked. The Women's Heart Alliance has also teamed up with Academy and Grammy Award winner Jennifer Hudson for a powerful PSA to highlight the dangers of heart disease in women. For more information and to view the PSA, please visit fighttheladykiller.org. I'm Steve Anwart reporting. Today in America, people wake up worrying about their job and paying their bills, and that stinks. People in third world countries wake up worrying if their children will have anything to eat, and that stinks even worse. There's a way to help solve both of those problems. Get on the Internet and go to usagoodness.com and find out how you can be a social entrepreneur. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, and for years I have been helping people work from home. With usagoodness.com, you can earn extra money working from home by helping to feed starving children in poverty-stricken areas. How great is that? The only tools you'll need are a telephone, Internet access, and a good work ethic. We'll teach you how to be a social entrepreneur and earn extra money while helping others. Go to usagoodness.com or call 800-301-6177. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much, and uh, and we're back. Um, still uh, obviously digesting the horrendous murder in Israel, the Harnoff murder. Uh, one one of the uh, the rabbis who was brutally murdered while praying in his prayer shawl uh, was uh, was the revered Boston rabbi here in my own hometown. Uh, that being Rav Moshe Tversky. Uh, Rav Tversky is the son of the, uh, of Joseph Tversky, who is the founder of the Jewish Studies Department at Harvard, and who was, and his mother was the daughter of uh, of the late great Rav Joseph Soloveitchik, who is a revered figure in Boston, who was a revered figure in our community when I was growing up here, who was revered by Jews and non-Jews, by religious and secular. Uh, someone who expanded spiritual knowledge for Jews and for the entire world. And this brutal murder of his grandson is a destruction of an entire universe, as is any life, as is the destruction of any innocent life. And the barbarism of the attack, the scenes that went on there are still, news is still coming out in one case, it's it's really difficult to even talk about this uh, and fathom it. Uh, the 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 murderers cut off the arm of one of the rabbis who had to fill it wrapped around his arm. Jews, when they pray in the morning prayer, will wrap to fill in. It's a it's a black leather strap. It stands for a closeness to God. It's a, you know the, the, it has great uh, religious ritual and symbolic meaning, and they. They cut his arm off with, with the uh, with the black leather strap wrapped to it. 
this I think is a demonstration of what of the nature of this attack. It is not simply an attack that is to be viewed in the context of the Israel-Arab conflict. Uh, you know, I would argue that uh, if Israel, if every single Jewish man, woman, and child were evacuated from Israel, these attacks would only intensify against Jews all over the world. This is an attack not only against the Jewish people, but this is an attack on Judaism as a religion, as a faith. This is an attack on belief in God. This should be viewed as an attack on Christianity. This should be viewed as an attack on moderate Muslims who are brave enough to try to reform their religion. This should be viewed as an attack on the United States. Three of these four murdered were American citizens, but more fundamentally, the United States was founded on Judaic values. This should most fundamentally be viewed as an attack on God. And uh, the, uh, the, the harrowing nature of it on the surface is to serve as an act of terror, and the agenda of terror is to create, is to demoralize and destabilize a nation. That's why they do this attack. That's why they attacked New York City on September the 11th of 2001. That's why they blew a bomb at the Boston Marathon. They want to destroy and destabilize and demoralize Western civilization, whether it be Israel, the United States, certainly uh, the, the European uh, democracies. You know, let's not forget there was a bombing in London subway. There was a bombing of a, of a train in Madrid. And we could go on. And it's an attack, therefore, on uh, on Western civilization, on Judeo-Christian values. And I think that to view it otherwise is missing the broader point. Uh, this is a situation in which we need to understand that we're all in it together. I mean, we, we, we're going to have to stand up to identify the nature of this, the enemy. All right, we'll be right back. A Truth Talk defender, Chuck Morse, is someone you really do want to know. Chuck hosts the radio talk show, Chuck Morse Speaks, which is nationally syndicated. He's the author of books and numerous columns that have been published broadly. Chuck received the 2003 Communicator of the Year Award and was named a heavy 100 radio talk host by Talkers Magazine. When Chuck Morse speaks, people listen. The taking possession of this tiny holy land so that the, the Jew can serve God, not conquer the world. To hear Chuck live, go to irnusaradio.com. To hear Chuck with Deborah Ray on Truth Talk Beyond the Soundbite, visit the On Demand page at deborahray.us. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer. 
proof of God in heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they are true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, proof of God in heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via his universal laws and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. For a month left over at the end of the money, then you might want to consider a home-based business. On average, a home business household earns nearly twice as much money and you don't have to fight traffic. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? This is Andy Willoughby with the three-step plan home business system. Building a home business could help you get out of debt, improve your lifestyle, why, you might even be able to save some money for a change. For information, go to 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. There are thousands of people all over the nation using the three-step plan to make money from home. Some are working for just a few extra dollars each month so they don't have to worry about money all the time. Others are building huge businesses that earn thousands upon thousands of dollars and are getting their share of the American dream. To find out how you could make more money working from home, go to 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. That's 800-480-2102. Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much. Um, talking about the Harnoff murders. Um, there was a, a righteous Gentile, a heroic policeman, Zidon Sayef. He's an Israeli Jewish citizen who stopped, who died of his wounds in his effort to stop the killers. Uh, and apparently there are busloads of Haredim, ultra-Orthodox Jews, Bussing to his funeral in a village, a Druze village in the north of Israel. I think that Zidan Saif actually represents a a side of the conflict that is often not heard from because they are more fearful of terror than even the Israeli Jews, and that is non-Jews, both in Israel both Muslim and Christian, and non-Jews in Judea and Samaria, maybe even Gaza, who are also uh, Muslims, who support Israel, who admire Israel, who understand that in a sovereign state of Israel, with its modern methods of, of democracy and, and economy and technology and individual rights, they could thrive, and in fact, they have thrived. Uh, Israeli Arabs, for example, are thriving and becoming, I mean, there are inequities, but uh, they are becoming full-fledged uh, participants in the life of the people of Israel. And they are many of them, some unfortunately not, but many of them, I think, if left to their own devices, and some quite openly, support Israel as a Jewish state. It doesn't mean that they're anything less because they're not Jewish. 
because Israel has freedom of religion. But they understand the mission of Israel and they support it. And Zidon Saif is a representative of that. He is a true hero. And I hope that perhaps something that might come out of this tragedy is that more non-Jews in Israel might step forward and speak up and say, we as Muslims support the state of Israel because it fulfills our Islamic view of the coming of the Messiah, just like it does for Christians. Anyway, we'll be back. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Thank you very much. I'm talking about the heroic Israeli Druze police officer um, who was killed in uh, defending the synagogue and uh, the outpouring from the Haredi community. Now, this is a, a very, very orthodox community of Jews some of whom are not even uh, pro-Israel. Um, and the fact that uh, they would reach out to the Druze community and, and, and have busloads of Haredi go there in northern Israel to attend this funeral, I think is an interesting development. Um, it says here, Jerusalem's Haredi ultra-Orthodox community in Harnoff are arranging buses to the funeral of hero Druze police officer Zidan Saif, who was killed in the line of duty yesterday while engaged in a gun battle with the Arab terrorists at the Harnoff Shul. A grassroots initiative of hundreds of Haredim from Harnoff is underway to attend the funeral of Zidan Saif and to pray their, pay their respects to the fallen policeman and to the Druze community in the village of Yaruk Zat in northern Israel. Upon publication of the initiative, many have come forward to help, including retired IDF officer Erez Eschel, who was so impressed with the idea and unity behind it that he offered to fund as many buses as necessary. Safe's funeral is scheduled for 2 p.m. in his village today. A quote from the late Chief Rabbi Rav Ovadia Yosef's Jewish Law Question and Answer book, Hazan Ovadia, in response to a question if prayers should be said in the synagogue for a Druze IDF soldier who fell in the line of duty, quote, a Druze IDF soldier who stood to protect Israel from the enemy 
and was killed by the Ishmaelite and was protecting Israel's security, it is fitting and proper to pray for his soul in the synagogue as is appropriate to pray for righteous Gentiles. Jamil adds, It is our responsibility to honor this policeman's memory and express our feelings of gratitude and unity with the Druze community. They are fighting with us, shoulder to shoulder, for the security of Israel and are putting their lives on the line. Um, you know, I don't know a lot about the Druze. I think that they're a very interesting people. They, uh, they claim descent from Jethro in the, um, you know, in the book of Leviticus. Jethro was, uh, the Midianite. I guess that you'd say they're Midianites. Um, he was the Midianite father-in-law of Moses who played an interesting role in the Torah in that he, he basically taught Moses and the leadership of the Israelites how to develop limited government. <laughs> I, sound, I sound like I'm, I'm coming out of this from the Cato Institute, but the fact is that it does lay out the separation of a judiciary that operates independently, the idea of a council of elders, which sort of predates the idea of the development of a representative uh, you know, Congress, um, you know, a limited powers for the executive. I mean, in a sense, Jethro actually developed the, uh, the basic concepts by which our American Republic is, is established. Uh, and it kind of goes to the fact that the Torah is a blueprint, not only for Jewish life, but for all of mankind. And it is to be looked to for that reason. It's responsible for the creation, I would argue, of the United States. It is, you know, certainly Christianity is a form of Judaism. It's an offshoot of Judaism. And that uh, due to the ministry of Jesus, who I believe was probably the most important man to ever live, uh, the Jewish covenantal ideas and the morals and ethics of the Torah have been transmitted to millions and millions, if not billions, of human beings. So, it's uh, the Druze, again, are an interesting people. I mean, I, I think that someone ought to do a study uh, of who they are and what they believe in. I think that their, their religion is somewhat secretive and for good reason living in an Islamic world for many, many centuries, um, you know, they have to be careful. Uh, the, another interesting group in Israel is uh, is the Samaritans, who live apparently in the suburbs of Nablus and who have settled in a suburb of Tel Aviv as well. And they practice a form of Judaism that uh, predates the Talmud. They're, they they sacrifice a lamb on the top of Mount Gerizim, which is outside of Nablus in Samaria, and uh, and engage in ritual that uh, was reminiscent of uh, times in the uh, in the days of old in the first temple era. Okay, we'll be right back. Hey, I'm. 
I'm Gina Jerwitz. I used to be a hairstylist. And my name is John Jerwitz. I used to be an auto mechanic. Nine years ago, we actually called into Andy Willoughby's three-step plan for a home business. And when we started the three-step plan, we started part-time. But within the first year, I decided to go full-time. And then a year later, I went full-time. We really enjoyed the freedom that comes with us. It's given us more time to be with family, and it's given us the ability to be able to do some traveling. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, the three-step plan home business system has been helping people find financial freedom for over 10 years. And I think we could help you too. What people like best about the three-step plan is you can actually have customers calling you. You don't have to be a salesperson and you get to work with nice family oriented people. To find out how you could start making more money working from home, go to 3stepusa.com. That's 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. 800-480-2102. Author, journalist, and American patriot. This is Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much. Well, we've been all over the map today. I must say, Sam Blumenfeld, I want to thank uh, uh, him, as always, for being my guest in the first hour. We talked about education. We talked about uh, world-conquering movements, going back to the days of Nimrod. Uh, We talked about the lame duck session of Congress and the sort of mischief that could happen during that time with a president who might be trying to do some last-minute things before the Republicans uh, are seated after January 1st, including possibly issuing an amnesty for upwards of 5 million people. Everyone is waiting and watching to see if this happens. It's kind of like, reminds me of High Noon at the OK Corral, you know, which side's going to blink first. Uh, I think there's probably a lot going on behind the scenes on that. Uh, the fact that the the Rump Congress, the the lame duck, just uh, did not pass the uh, the XL pipeline bill by one vote means that uh, Mary Landrew, the uh, Democrat of uh, Louisiana, is in trouble in her special election, which would mean that the Republican will be seated in January, giving the Republicans nine victories in the U.S. Senate, and I think it's about 15 to 20 in the U.S. House. So after January 1st, I believe it is going to be a new day in America. But these next weeks, between now and then, can be a a time of great danger uh, for this republic in terms of the sorts of uh, bills that uh, Obama could sign and that the lame duck Congress might pass. Uh, or Obama could simply issue as executive orders. So, you know, let's sit tight and watch what happens. Again, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. Check out my books. They're available at Amazon or Amazon Kindle. Just go there, put my name in the server, Chuck Morse, M-O-R-S-E, like Morse code, and you will see 11 books come up as well as three soft covers. These are moderately priced between 2 and 4 bucks. Uh, you can read a couple of p- uh, pages for free and look at the synopsis and the reviews. And uh, I'm very proud of those books. Anyways, I shall return, God willing, tomorrow, 10 a.m., right here at the USA Network. Have a good day, everybody. Dies from heart disease, and heart disease kills more women in the U.S. than all cancers combined. 
New survey data shows that an alarming 45% of women don't know it's their number one killer, and few women can name a woman with heart disease. Barbara Streisand and Ronald O. Perlman have announced a new campaign to fight the lady killer, a campaign of the Women's Heart Alliance. Here's Dr. Holly Anderson, medical advisor to the Alliance. Lack of awareness, communication, and personalization of women's heart disease is a deadly combination. This campaign will encourage all women and those who love them to start talking and taking action against this killer. The Fight the Lady Killer campaign encourages women to talk to their health care providers and empower them with a single, meaningful action they can take. Hashtag Get Heart Checked. The Women's Heart Alliance has also teamed up with Academy and Grammy Award winner Jennifer Hudson for a powerful PSA to highlight the dangers of heart disease in women. For more information and to view the PSA, please visit fighttheladykiller.org. I'm Steve Anwart reporting.